And here comes Milwaukee, Forbes, another three. Oh, no! <laughs> this is the Random Scrub Heat Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Random Scrub Heat Podcast. I'm your host, LJ Cascon. I have George Fuck. Oh, wait, no, we're two seconds in. I can't say that. George, I love you, George, so much. The Thunder from Down Under, you know the Australian idiot that we have that tries to talk into the mic sometimes. George, yay, we have Harry. Yay, we like Harry, actually. And then we have our guest who we love. It's Raymond. It's Ray Ray from Twitter, from Playbook Sports. We love Ray, and we're happy to have him on. It's What what, what was it? What did you say, Harry? It was like our third time having a crossover, I believe, with Playbook. Yeah, Royal corrected me and said it was our fourth. I forgot he was on there. But he was, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. fourth. Yeah, that's, so two. That's so now two on each network. Exactly. So we're actually just balancing the scales, honestly, is what we're doing. But we're here to talk about literally anything other than Damian Lillard. We're all tired of hearing about that. So we're not going to say his name anymore. It's Voldemorted from the rest of this pod on. We won't say it until we have actual news about it. Instead, we'll talk about things that actually did break today because we have two bits of pretty big information that broke today a little bit of Bradley Beal uh, closure, if you want to call it that. And then we'll talk about another player who was recently linked to Miami as well. We'll start with Bradley Beal and, and a little bit of closure on that end. News broke today that Mickey Arison may or may not have had a little bit of input on whether or not the Heat were actually able to go all in for Bradley Beal. I know Barry Jackson said that the Heat kind of cooled off on their ambitions to, to really go after him. They kind of just peeled back on that hunt. I think we might know why now. Mickey is not doing a very good job of beating the cheap allegations. They continue to pile up against him. He may have been the actual reason why they didn't offer what they probably should have offered to get an already cheapened Bradley Beal. I want to go around the panel here and just ask, are you guys surprised by this? Do you believe this? Because it's pretty damning evidence when you look at like other instances of Mickey maybe doing something stupid, whether it was amnestying Mike Miller, if you want to go all the way back to 2013, if you want to look at other contracts he's given out that he had to literally hop off of, it's not good. So George, I want to start with you. Do you believe this report? Does it take you by surprise at all? There's no surprise. I mean, if you follow the trend, any trend of heat or heat management, you see this sort of stuff come out. I think he would have had some sort of input on this, I think it would have been in that general direction. I don't think he would have amnestied that move. I, I just think that it's one of those things where if you think there's a bigger whale out there, you don't and, and, and if it's one or the other, you just you just don't mess with you know the bigger fish. And I I think that Bradley Bill was one of those people where if he was available and when he was available, it's nice to think about what he would have been on, but like, but there's way more that goes into it. And do I think Mickey would have said no? Probably. There was also reports that LeBron left because of money <laughs> back in 2015. Like, I get it. Like, there's a massive tax bill. You just saw Eric Gordon get cut from the Clippers, and they're saving, I think, $111 million in tax. $111 million in tax <coughs> is what they're saving with, with Eric Gordon. So, I... Look, personally, I didn't run the numbers about what that, that tax bill would have been looked like for us if we kept Bradley Beal and Tyler Hero. So I, I can't picture that it would have been anything close to nice. I don't think Carnival's doing that great either. So I think he's pretty upset about that. Hopefully not. Um, but look, it's am I angry about it? No. Do I think it happened? Yes. That's that's what, That's the very simple baseline answer. Harry, I want to hear from you then as well, since George wasn't giving me what I was looking for. How do you, how do you feel about it? Because I feel like you're 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 feeling a little more in line. Um, you know, I was. It's not shocking either. I don't think. Um, I. You know, I think, but I we were talking about this earlier on the spaces that uh, Royal randomly started up. Like, you have to blame everybody involved, right? The front office needs to be able to convince Mickey that there are times to pay a little bit more or spend more in the tax. And, you know, there are times where Mickey has to stop um, trying to save pennies and, and give us towels. I think we talked about this many times on the playbook spaces. Like these towels are insane. I have enough towels to make a t-shirt. Like just give me the t-shirt. It's not more expensive to make, uh, to, to get a sponsor, we need to stop doing this. And they were so lame, like a rally towel. It's 2023. Give me a fucking shirt. Anyway, um, I'm a little tired of 
this Heat team being in contention and not spending to help Jimmy and Bam. I don't understand it. Um, I think Alex Sheltman from uh, the Basement Sports had looked it up before. Only five teams have ever uh, won the championship without being in the tax. It's very rare. It doesn't happen that often. You have to spend to win. Uh, you don't have to spend astronomically to win. You know, I think we've seen a lot of these teams, these big spenders, the, the Nets that broke up, the Clippers have had a lot of trouble with their injuries. Um, you know, spending a lot doesn't mean that you're going to win, but you have to um, put all your cards on the table and go all in when the opportunity arises. Listen, if they're worried about Beal and the big issue with Beal was essentially, if you trade for this guy, this is the team. You cannot move him if he doesn't want to be moved. And that was their fear. Uh, that's okay with me. If it turns out, which it sounded like in Beal's press conference today, that he only wanted Phoenix, then it doesn't matter. But I think you need to be able to put all your cards on the table and say, Jimmy, you know, we're going on year five. We promised you things when you came here in uh, 2019, and we haven't exactly lived up to that promise to give you the most help. Um, you know, we have been competing, but we've come up short a couple times. And we want to give you the best team possible so that you don't have to bust your ass every playoffs, uh, you know, hurting, you know, hurting himself, whatever, so that we can win. So I'm a, I, the thing that I'm confused about LJ is they knew they were paying the tax this year. There was absolutely no way they, they were signing the contracts they've signed over the last few years. The Duncan contract, uh, the Lowry signing trade, that third year they gave him, which is now this year. And then the Tyler extension last year and not think they were paying the tax. So I think a lot of it is maybe a bit overblown. They're going to be paying the tax this year. There's just no way to get out of it. And so if it's a, if it's a question of how much tax, I mean, what, like if you're not willing to spend around Jimmy and bam, it's time to move on. Right? Like it's time to, and they're never going to trade. Like they're not going to trade Jimmy. He's you know he's a lifer now. He's he's going to have his his jersey up in the rafters. Number twenty two is going to be up there next to Wade and Shaq and Tim Hardaway and Lonzo. Like there's no question about any of that. But it's just like, do you want this guy to win? You have to spend, and that's where we're at. And it shouldn't even be a discussion anymore. He just needs to bite the bullet and pay the tax. I mean, it's really nerve wracking too because it's like you I, the, the joke of always being like hashtag sell the team. But it's like it, his son, it, it's a Nepo baby industry, isn't it? Like he, he's not going to sell the team to anybody. If it's not him, quote unquote, running the show, it's going to be his son or something like that. So it's like we're, we're stuck with an Arison. We're stuck with Carnival Cruise, baby, for quite a while. So we, we better get used to it. I said some some diabolical things about Carnival Cruise on Royal Spaces earlier, too. But we won't get into that here. Ray, I want to hear from you as well. What, what's your th- whole thought on, on just the Mickey Arison situation? I spend a lot of time trying to not necessarily avoid it, but like it's weird to think that Mickey is cheap because I've watched them outright overspend on contracts in the past, what, six, seven, eight, nine years. Uh, Duncan's people will look at Duncan's contract, and say it's bad. The Hassan Whiteside contract, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, uh, Tyler hero. Like there's, there's so many contracts where I've seen them just hand out money to people. So I don't really think necessarily that he the, he's cheap or that the Heat are cheap. It's more or less that there's this weird, odd fear of getting burned by these contracts that they end up signing these guys to. And now, especially with the way that the CBA is fixing to be constructed, and um, it, it kind of feels like teams are scared to be trapped, kind of like what Harry talked about with Beal, where if you got him, that was it. So if you're going to end up trapped, like some of these teams are feeling like it, it kind of feels like no matter what happens, they're just going to, they're just going to kind of run from the situation, run from some of these bigger contracts. And so when they call Mickey cheap, it, to me, it's, I understand the joke. I do get it because it, it's going on like four or five years now that we always get linked to these big superstar guys. And whether it's, you know, we're the smokescreen team or whether there is like actual merit to it. It always seems like we don't want to spend money to do it. And to Harry's point where he said it's time to spend money, even if you don't, um, even if you don't go get a whale, go get a not, you know, I hate being rude to the undrafted guys because they've done a whole lot for us. But like, go get some of these more um, solidified veteran guys. I don't even want to say they're drafted, but guys that 
can play both sides of the ball, that Spo doesn't have to play these experimental uh, these experimental rotations with these guys, all these weird lineups, um, and, and make it easier on Jimmy, make it easier on Bam. So calling him cheap, I don't really get. Um, it also does kind of sound like, from what Harry said, that if Beal kind of said, I only ever wanted to go to Phoenix, then, oh, my God, can't believe it. We were the smokescreen team again. So if that's the case, then – Mickey's not really cheap. We just kind of keep getting used by people. And that's honestly, that's how I feel for a lot of these superstar guys that come up or any of these people that want a lot of money. Um, it's always throw Miami's name into it and kind of see what happens. And they never end up coming here. And for the past couple of years, it's basically been outside of PJ and yeah, PJ's really the only guy that I can think of off the top of my head that we really just went out and signed and got everybody else we traded for like, if you have to spend money to, to win, please do it. But, like, if we're always the smokescreen team, I don't really know how you can justify calling uh, Mickey cheap. I actually like that that perspective, but the only thing I'll push back on is the, the whole idea of the contracts that were given out. I think this report coming out definitely does let Pat duck some of the smoke that everyone's constantly throwing out at him. But the, the only thing I'll push back on that you said was the contract is I don't think that's a Mickey thing. I think – that's more of a Pat Riley kind of just mishandling of things is giving out, you listed out, you did a phenomenal job listing out all of those players that keep me up at night, knowing that we gave Dion waiters and James Johnson inexcusable extensions, but that that's neither here nor there. That, that, that was the old life. That was the Hassan Whiteside era where Spo got more gray hairs in that three, four year stretch than I, than he probably has for the rest of his life. The man contemplated quitting coaching basketball because of Hassan Whiteside. And I don't blame him necessarily. Hassan was funny, but definitely not what the organization needed. They gave Hassan a max as well. Harry, I don't know if I if I gave you PTSD by mentioning Hassan Whiteside. What did you want to say? You definitely did. But what I was going to say, and I guess I, I didn't make this point earlier, I did make, mention it a bit earlier on the spaces, is that you can make these <clears> mistakes, <throat> right? That You mentioned the James Johnson um, the the Dion Waiters, and they were able to get out of that those contracts because the Memphis Grizzlies really thought Justice Winslow was him, which is fine. We've all made mistakes. I also thought Winslow was going to be real good. But the more of the issue with it is not it's not just paying the bad contracts because you're right that is on the front office. They have to be able to spend to get out of them. So if you're willing to give Pat and the front office and Andy and all those guys free reign and who they bring in and what they pay for these guys, Mickey has to say. Guys, I'm going to cover you if you make a mistake. There have been times we've heard it, we've heard it, uh, rumors about it that that he could have moved Duncan if they were willing to take more money back, and they weren't because they were pressed up against that tax line. And listen, there are going to be times where staying out of the tax made sense. You know, not being in the repeater tax makes sense for a team that's trying to build and doesn't want to be punished for building. Um, but with this new CBA and the things that they're going to have to figure out, like they're in the tax, they are not getting out of the tax. There's not a time to start over right now. Um, you know, maybe when the cap jumps, if we're talking about 2026 and new TV deals and stuff, there are going to be ways to get out of it. But in terms of right now, when they make a mistake, so if, if the mistake, for example, is, hey, Kyle's getting paid a little too much, you know, in this third year, maybe maybe we didn't have to guarantee it. You know, maybe it's too much. Fine. You know, Duncan's a bit of an overpay. And if you don't believe it's an overpay, it's definitely it's definitely too many years that he got, right? Um and now you're looking at Tyler's extension kicking in at the same time. And it's just an unfortunate conf- uh, congruence of events that have all come together now. And if you're not willing to pay to get out of them, you have to do stupid things to fix it. Like you have to give up a second round pick to dump Deadman last season, even though you, there was no reason to sign Deadman. And, you know, there are all these other things that they didn't need to do. And for a team that's so short on assets that wants to, that as, as Ray mentioned, wants the whale, wants the orca, wants the star player, but never has the, the ability or the assets to, to make a team say, oh, yeah, I got to trade with the Heat because look at all the stuff they have. You have to question it. It doesn't make us, it doesn't mean we're not fans. It doesn't mean that we're ungrateful. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just means that they have to do a better job of if they're going to go in and grab a player they like or key or retain a guy they really like, um, they have to be willing to eat it on the financial end to fix the errors they make. That's it. It doesn't. So I, I don't care if you want to talk about him. Oh, Mickey's cheap. Like, listen, Mickey's won a lot. The Heat are one of the most successful organizations in the history of sports. And 
we can get sick of heat culture sometimes, but for the most part, it works. It's successful. It's it, there is evidence to prove that it works. They have to be able to eat their mistakes when they make them, and they and they have to be able um, to move on and 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 fix those mistakes, paying a bit more. And that's the step they have to make. Um, you know, with with this scenario. I'll end it just by putting a cute little bow on it is I'm not one to pocket watch. I'm not going to tell anybody how to spend their own money unless they're a billionaire and they're running another Titan submersible mission. Then I'll tell you how to spend 250,000 of your money. Other than that, I'll move on now to another need. This team really, really has, especially if you're going to get rid of Kyle Lowry, who was your only real point guard type of player that'll run an offense. I'm usually, I'm, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on these words because Kyle didn't necessarily do that in his time here. Like we thought he would, he did a bit of it in, in the first half of the season of his first year here, but a, a player that can do that, that has now become available by opting into his $36 million contract, James Harden. That would fit a bit of a need. James Harden. Um, uh, I think Woj didn't say Miami Shams did say Miami would be interested. To me, I interpreted that as saying Harden has mentioned Miami or Harden's agent has mentioned Miami. So that's if Miami wants Harden and Harden wants Miami, I feel like Miami can definitely figure out a, a move that makes that work financially, That especially because it's an expiring deal too. So it's not like you're going to be strapped to any kind of crazy extension to him when the second apron eventually hits next season as well. Not next season, season after that. But how do you guys feel about a possible James Harden pairing in Miami because we've all said some things about James Harden because whether it be when other people online try to say he's better than Dwayne Wade which is blasphemous I I know I raised reaction right there you guys can't see it this is bad radio but Ray's reaction said it all just a huge massive sigh that that has been a discussion but it's like a pairing now in Miami he's not the Houston James Harden that was requiring the whole treasure trove of draft picks and Tyler hero and all that. He wouldn't cost that this time around. It would probably be, you'd want to move Kyle Lowry because the only other team that really wanted Kyle Lowry when he was leaving Toronto was Philadelphia. Is that interest still there? Especially now that doc rivers isn't there. They're bringing in Nick nurse. I mean, you connect the dots. There are definitely dots to be made, to be connected. How do you guys feel? I haven't heard from you in a while, George, how would you feel about a Kyle, or a Kyle Lowry swap for James Harden, a James Harden marriage in Miami? They have good strip clubs in Miami, George. I know you know that. Um, you're a, you're an idiot. This is what you are, LJ. You're actually an idiot. For me, out of the everything you could have said out of the English language, that was one of the last things I expected to come out of your mouth. You dirty, dirty man. Take the You're right. I'm off. so I shouldn't have said that they'd make a good marriage. Everything else I said was Absolutely. completely accurate. But... You shut your face. Okay. Look, James Harden comes with a lot of moral baggage and not so much financial baggage as well. We talked about the idea of getting Beal on that contract, which is just an obscene large amount of money. So would Dame. Um, it's funny that we speak of James Harden's contract being friendly in any sort of way, but it's a $35 million a year contract for two years. Then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Um, in terms of play, he's coming off his best three-point shooting year in his career, and he's going to his 34th. You know, he's going to be 34 this year, um, definitely moving out of, out of his prime. It's funny because someone I mentioned last week how the Heat like to pick up guys three years after their prime, and they did it with P, they did it with PJ, they did it with everyone like that, and now they're trying to do it with Harden. Well, a reported trying to do it with Harden. I like the fit. He shoots well from three, close to 11 assists a game. Um, needs the ball in his hands an obscene amount of the time, which in the regular season is Jimmy's wet dream. In the postseason, it's a Miami fan's nightmare, um, regardless of how, you know, in terms of how he shoots and the stretches of um, of games where he can go three for 17 and stuff like that. We've seen it. He shoots two at eights, guys. He does. Um, but in terms of fit, I'm going to break it down and I'm going to give an overall statement. I like it. And if you get to give up Tyler Hero in the process, that sorry, the problem comes with whether you have to give up Tyler Hero in the process. Because look, if it's just a straight swap and you're trying to win a ring now, which you are, it's not that bad of a trade. Uh, it's I I kind of like it, but I think that there's a way to get a James Harden on your team without giving up the absolute bank. Some like in some sense, I don't know how many things gonna be looking for him. I think it's the Clippers, the Knicks. 
the Heat was interested. The Suns somehow, who just have this, are going to have the biggest tax bill of all time if they keep going the way that they're doing. I mean, it's got it's got to be up there. There was reports yesterday they wanted Kyrie. Now they want Harden. You've already got three All Stars there. So like, I don't know. I only got DeAndre Aiden on that big contract too. But back on Harden, in terms of fit, I like it. Bam needs a point guard. Bam needs a guy that can pass. I like that one-two punch that they're going to give you. So, worst comes to worst, you get him. I'm not going to be. I'm going to be pretty happy, and I'm going to like our chances in a weekend East. But in the same breath, there's going to be other suitors out there. If the Knicks were involved, I don't know how much of a chance we really have, due to the fact that they've just got a plethora of young and developing assets. Compared would, to- would James Harden be the worst defensive player that Tom Thibodeau has ever coached in his entire life? Because Tom would have to sign off on that. No, I don't Ron Baker. know. Ron Baker. Okay, yeah, you got me there. But one of, Mount Rushmore of. But I I don't know. That 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 backcourt would be something. A Jalen Brunson, James Ronnie Harden. Brewer. Don't you disrespect Ricky. Don't Ro- you dare. Ronnie Brewer. Don't you dare disrespect him. Florida Gator <laughs> legend. Wait, Ronnie Brewer? I thought you said Corey Brewer. No. Ronnie Brewer. Corey Brewer is a... Was it was a monster? He was, he was I great. Kobe, bro. And that fifty-six point game he had for the Timberwolves that came out of the blue. That was That's a great one of the game best fifty-point random balls of all time, only behind like Mo Williams and then Mo, Mo Williams Ross, was maybe. so good. <laughs> we're we're getting, was, actually, was I, so I like good. the track that we're going, but no, I I, I would <laughs> find it. I would find the the marriage in in New York to be a little a little not not as perfect, just because it takes away from what Brunson would want to do. You're you're looking at that from a offensive standpoint looking at them guarding you and you're it's a lot easier like the Knicks defense is very good it was last year especially with the the mold of players they had there offensively not so much he would help that he would definitely detract from what they're trying to do from a cohesion unit on defense Harry how how do you feel about Harden in Miami okay so I was listening to George I was just trying to think like I think a lot of times you have to you have to read through some of this stuff. Like, so if you want my thoughts about where Harden's going, I'm pretty sure he's going to the Clippers. Um, I think New York is mentioned on Woj's side so that Maury, Philly's GM, can try and be like, hey, we can get picks from, um, you know, hey, if you don't want to, like James wants also wants New York. So if you're not going to play ball, we'll go get picks from New York and make that happen. And then I think the Heat are mentioned from the Sham side to be like, James is really into Miami. Um, so, so yeah, I think that I think they're balancing that, but he's a clipper. Uh, that'll get done tomorrow. In terms of like if Miami wanted it and could pull it off, uh, I agree with George. He's a good basketball fit. Uh, even even if you're even past his prime, uh, he's a guy that works with the stars that Miami has. He spaces the floor. He's a he's a very good passer. Um, he's a guy that can get to the basket. He can draw free throws, which we all hate about him. You know, these are things, you know, he's, to me, James Harden is a top five regular season player of all time. He's great. Um, He's not a good postseason player. I don't know what happens to him. I don't know if the strip clubs get more intense as we get uh, a little later on in the season. George, do they? Yeah, I I don't know. On the report. (laughs) I, I don't know if his, I don't know if his legs are getting tired from the season and from the strippers. I don't know if those two combine together, uh, but something happens to him because he is not the same player in May and June. June he was in June one time in May uh, that he was, you know, previously. And I think that's your worry with him. My thought with this, and I said the exact same thing last year when I thought Kyrie was available on the one year deal. If you're trying to win and you can add. A, a intense talent to the team and it's a one year deal, which means that there's no risk beyond this season because they've opted in. I think you take it. If you were talking about last year, I don't know what the Kyrie uh, trade would have been, pr- you know, before the season, it wasn't a, it wasn't a massive trade that the Mavs made. Um, you know, if you think you can get hardened for an expiring contract and another guy, uh, you do it. I know there's going to always going to be a question of whether you cash in here or not. Listen, guys, hero has been injured every friggin' May in his career. Even, even his first year, um, during the pandemic, he would not have been available for the playoffs if the season had not been, uh, postponed. So 
I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what angry people say. I don't care what angry drunks say. Um, Hero, it's time to move on from him. So I don't care how they do it or who it's for, but they should get that done. And so when I heard it today and I'm like James Harden on an expiring deal, even though I'm not, I'm not personally the biggest James Harden fan, I think you'd be stupid to pass that up. We keep talking about how amazing Spo is. He's the best coach in basketball. Why don't we give him elite talent and see what happens? Why don't we find out? Again, I don't think it's likely. I think if you want my guess, we'll post this pod sometime Friday morning. I think James Harden will be a Clipper sometime Friday afternoon, right before 6 o'clock when free agency opens. But if you're saying that he wants to be here and he wants to be part of this team and he wants to play with Jimmy and Bam, and you have you can get an you can get an elite score like that for not a high price. I think we need to stop like rejecting these uh you know these kind of gifts. I know there I know there's another guy that I'm not allowed to mention who the Heat are after. Fine, but you could do both. Um, you know, Beal was a bit harder because of how long his contract was, but the Heat have enough salaries to make some interesting things happen. So I think they should stop just being so cautious and make a move because if it blows up in your face, okay, you move on. You're still going to have Jimmy and Bam. You're still going to be able to um, find Publix baggers and cashiers off the street who can, who are going to end up shooting 37% from three. Um, And I think we should stop worrying about it. I think we should put the best team out there and say, you know what, guys? The front office did everything they could to win. Spo did everything he could to win. Jimmy, Bam, and whoever we else we brought in did everything to win. And either it was enough, we're champions again, or it wasn't, and we'll figure it out again. But to keep coming up short and saying, wow, there were 10 things we could have done differently, I think it's going to be frustrating. And that's not what I want to see as a fan, and I don't think that's what anyone else is really looking for either. Can, can I just put something out there real quick? Would Go that be right the three-player team up of all time in terms of situation harden paul george and Kawhi. like in terms of in 2k that would just go brazy but in the real world where two of them are constantly injured and one of them just fades away in the playoffs when they've already had problems would two that of just them be- fade away in the playoffs yes fine those when i said them i said the team i meant the team but that's fine the clippers fade away in the playoffs it happens. but but George, you put it right, right? Like two K wise, that's an incredible three guys to get together. The odds of them all being there in the playoffs are very slim, and the I think the Clippers can take those risks because they kind of have to. They have an owner that's willing to spend. Bulmers, I think the the richest, the second richest at sixty million, sixty billion. Sorry, and they're they're opening. I don't remember when, but that new arena is opening. They're tr- they're again still trying to compete with the Lakers. They they they're not going to be able to ever start over now. They have to always have stars that are going to draw people in. So I understand it for them. It's not going to work because it never works for the Clippers. The Clippers are as curse, uh, as close to a curse franchise as in basketball, but they'll, they'll, they'll take a shot at it and we'll see what happens. Ty Lue's a decent coach and if they can stay healthy, they can make noise, but we all know that's not going to happen. So now I move over to you, Ray, please tell me how you feel about James Harden possibly coming to Miami, even though I think we're all on the same page that it's most likely the Clippers. All right. So I will, I'll start with like the basketball mind of it, because like, like George and Harry, and you've said, like he actually, from a basketball standpoint, when you really sit down, you think about it, he fits. There's the band pick and roll. There's the fact that he is a point guard that knows how to get into the paint. He can navigate well. He knows how to find the open man. Um, It frees up Jimmy to be able to move off ball. And uh, people don't realize how good of an off ball scorer or an off ball player Jimmy is, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, like, there's all kinds of other things. Like, there's ways that you can come off of some of these contracts. I think Harry uh, mentioned that at some point he becomes an expiring, I think, in the next two years, yeah. Um, like, there's ways that you can kind of manipulate this to put yourself in a better position going forward. So, from a basketball standpoint, it, it, it actually kind of, like, there's reasons and logical points to looking at this and going, yeah, the Miami Heat could totally do this. For some of y'all that don't like Tyler, you can come off of him. For some of y'all that don't like Duncan, you can come off of his contract. Uh, for the Lowry haters, it's the same type of thing. Like, there's all types of ways that you can move um, the, the pieces on the chessboard to make this happen and make this team 
somewhat better. But now I'm going to tell you what the D-Wade tonight in me says. No, absolutely the hell not. I have spent six, seven, eight years of my life defending Dwayne Wade's honor and the integrity of the game and just, just all of it. No, I will not share the limelight, the spotlight, anything with these people that continue to sit and believe that James Harden at any stretch of his career at any point in time was better than one Dwayne Wade. No, I'm sorry. I cannot do it. The like the, the cold little black heart that I have that resides in me will tell you, no, I cannot do it. However, I am smart enough to understand, of course, if you did it, it does actually make you better. Like, you're going to have to kind of fill some of the other you're going to go have to you're going to go have to find another shooter to come off of the bench more than likely you're going to go have to find you're still going to go have to find a power forward you're still going to go have to find um basically another wing defender things like that you're going to have to fill a lot more holes and you're probably going to have to do it with undrafted talent or bottom even farther bottom of the barrel talent than what we're probably going to be end up scraping to begin with so uh if you want to be super duper top heavy like the suns uh I mean, look, we kind of already are, and Jimmy and Bam kind of drug us to the finals. So if Harden can not uh, crap the bed or at least stay healthy for the majority of the playoff run, then if you put him on this team, then I'm, I wouldn't – yeah, the D-Way tonight in me is going to tell you every single time, no, I'd throw a fit about it, I'd stomp my feet. But knowing that in two years we can come off of some of this extra nods or really next year we can come off of some of this uh, stuff if you take Harden's contract in – um, knowing that in a way, uh, it kind of makes you better. It takes some of the pressure off of Jimmy to be uh, on the offensive side of the ball to score. Uh, does it for Bam too, in a way, at least for the regular season, like it gives Bam somebody who can throw him lobs. Like there's a lot of good things to it, but I, I also agree with y'all. Like it, this just kind of seems like I talked about earlier. We're just a smokescreen team. Like, and I feel like we were the smokescreen team, what, two years ago, three years ago when this same thing happened, like. It's not, it's not the, it, like the jokes aside, like the, the strip clubs for the, uh, him and, and all this and that, like there really is something about Miami that I think is, is kind of unappealing to players in a sense of like, you have to move a certain way as you play basketball. Um, you have to not necessarily like fall in line, but like I, you can't necessarily do so. You, you don't necessarily, I don't want to say you don't have as much freedom with our organization because like they're free. Tyler had a freaking cereal box, like, year one. Like, you can do whatever you want, but, like, we don't make the news and do all kind. We don't, like, cause a stir the way these other teams do with their star players and stuff. So, to bring Harden in, it just, eh, I don't see it happening. Send him to New York. Send him to the Clippers. If we manage to get him and it works out for us in the better, great. But we're the smokescreen team again, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, and Ray, the only thing I want to add, and I thought you made some good points, and this is, I, I, I don't care what anyone else thinks, but this is the Random Scrub Heat podcast. Uh, like, I speak for everybody. Wade is so much better than Harden. It's not, it's not even close. I always got very frustrated when you hear them. They're not, they're just not close to each other. Like I said, James Harden is an all-time regular season player. Good for him. I hope he enjoys um, all his regular season awards because I don't think he's doing much to win postseason awards, um, but they're not close to each other. On top of everything else, I, there's an argument about who's better offensively and all that. Again, Wade's much better in the postseason, and Wade was an excellent defender. Um, while I think Harden, there were times where he could be okay, he's never really given that effort on the defensive end at any of the stops that he had. The other part I want to mention, and the reason why I think the Heat are the smokescreen all the time, is because they don't talk to anybody. So it's easy for a, it's easy for a guy to mention the Heat. They they're not going to come out and say, "Oh, we're not talking. We're not talking. We're not interested in James Harden. We're not talking to James Harden." That's when you hear about it. It's usually from people who know the team, and they're like, "Well, they've had opportunities to get Harden before. It doesn't seem like they're that interested." Um, the other part is that I think agents want their guys to be in Miami. Like we're going to see on Friday how much money Max Struess gets, you know, at the, at the stroke of six, you know, six thirty. I think they'll have to wait 30 minutes so they don't, you know, Indiana doesn't get a tampering charge, but you'll see how much money a guy like Max Struess gets after, you know, basically being waived by two teams, being picked up after a knee injury, coming to Miami, playing well here for three years. 
Like that's what an agent wants for their guy to be in Miami. So the Heat are going to consistently be mentioning these rumors because that's kind of the narrative that other people want. And the Heat are never going to say, oh, we're not talking to that guy. That's not true. They're just not going to do that. And so it's an easy way to uh, to make the story up without it ever being refuted. And that it's ha- that's why it's going to continue to happen. It's annoying. And for people that don't understand how the rumor mill works, it's frustrating because you're going to be like, man, we really were talking to this guy. Why didn't we make that signing? But that's the reality of being a Heat fan. And so you just have to hope that I'm just hoping for a trade. That's that's really where I'm at right now. Like, it, we we have not acquired a player via trade since Kyle Lowry. And 2021, I'm t- baby. And I'm t- and I'm tired. And I just need something. I need to know that. I need to know that Pat's awake. I need to know that that Andy is not um, busy doing you know uh, just cap gymnastics. I need him to make a move. I need him to bring somebody in. And I'm gonna need it soon. I, I'm tired. And that, that's it. I, I don't mean to be. Um, to sound crazy, but I need I need a move to bring a guy to this team and, and help this team compete for another championship. Yeah, Andy's busy drinking the grimace shake. That's what he's doing. I mean, I I, I swore up and down on you know uh, a year's worth, you know, two years worth of spaces uh, of playbooks and five reasons and, and and alike that the Miami Heat had made a trade two years in a row. They some it's going to happen friends it's like now it's certain i'm starting to like sink in my seat a little bit and be like i I, i'm with harry i need you guys to make a trade not just so like i I can feel better about like the the future of miami but also just to kind of know that like y'all are like in there not just trying to avoid the tax and and just trying to just slide on by like please do something please if even if it's small please do something Speaking of them doing something, I believe we'll segue over to the free agency period. It's not a trade, even though if they're going to make a a significant move, it will be via trade. But we're going to look towards more smaller fish. Ray, you talked about the whale. Sometimes This team is very, very close. I said it on the spaces earlier today, too. This team doesn't need the the, the massive whale. I've been watching a lot of My Hero Academia lately, so I'm going to make a nice little... Nice little reference. I did this just for you, Ray, and I'm going to come right back to you with it, too. You don't need an All Might, which is the the number one hero. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, My Hero Academia show, all about superheroes. All Might is the number one hero. You don't need... He is your... your, I said I knew I wouldn't say his damn name. It's Damian Lillard for this offseason. You don't need that. You were just in the finals. You don't need an Endeavor, which is... The number two hero would be basically Kyrie Irving. You don't need that. You need smaller fish right now. You need a Mount Lady. You need a a best genus. You need an eraser head. You need somebody that is going to come in and do their job on an affordable option. Ray, I know you're loving it. I did it just for you. So with that being said, I want to go around here. People talk about some of these free agent options that are affordable for the team that would make legitimate sense. I'll start us off real quick. You guys, as you go around, let me know what you guys think about it. A player that I would like to see is Dennis Smith Jr. I live in Charlotte. I've watched a lot of Hornets games, unfortunately. Dennis Smith Jr. is a pretty damn good defender in the Hornets system. You put him in the Heat system, I really, really like what they could get out of him. And he's not a bad offensive player either. I know he kind of, he's he's bounced around a little bit of high draft pick, but he has potential. That's what this team needs. He has talent, which is what this team needs. He has athleticism, which no one else on this team has minus so, Jimmy when he wants to show it, Bam and Caleb. That's about it. That's literally it. So he's a player that I would like to personally see them pursue. He's going to cost not that much at all. He fills a need of a, a quote unquote point guard off the bench. If you're going to, for whatever reason, retain Gabe and you want him to start, you can bring Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench. It would look good. He'd still be able to run your offense and play pretty good defense. There's not going to be a huge drop-off there. So, Ray, I'm going to come right back to you. What kind of free agents do you really want the Heat to look at this offseason to kind of just round out the team? I mean, honestly, what's unfortunate is I I would want to see some, before I made a comment like this, I would want to see Summer League because I'm genuinely curious as to what, not what Jovich is going to be like and where they really view him and what position they're going to have this kid play because that would kind of help you kind of solidify what you what you really want but i mean honestly just looking at the looking at the landscape of it knowing that uh we're really close to the cap we don't have a whole lot of money unless um we 
you know, make a trade, move off of some of this, which is going to be kind of hard just to move off of money without giving up picks or, or giving up something that we really don't want to give up. Um, I mean, honestly, I looked around and <laughs> I saw a guy's name of like Austin Rivers and I was like, well, if you get Gabe and you, you resign him to a decent contract, you still have a little bit of money left over. You can go after a guy like him. This with Jr. is actually another name that I do like. Um, I, I agree. It's one of those things where we didn't have the type of guy that could create for himself or really just kind of get into the paint outside of Jimmy. Bam could do it. Tyler could do it to an extent if he had like a pick. Uh, a pick and roll opportunity, but like, honestly, I'm more worried that we're not going to be able to sign anybody and we're going to have to trade something to make it happen. And so I, for me, I'm just more worried that we're not going to be able to like genuinely, I'm kind of worried that like, if we do, it'll be somebody very much at the bottom of the barrel, like an Austin Rivers type of guy. But other than that, I don't really know. I think we'd have to trade for somebody. I I understand exactly where you're coming from because the way you feel right now is exactly how I felt ominously before the trade deadline where it was like, I think Harry said it on a pod before it as a joke, like, hey, what if they don't get anybody? It's like, ah, oh, that's not going to happen. They'll get somebody. Not counting Kevin Love. That was a buyout. Doesn't count. That I don't feel that way now for what that's worth. I did feel that ominous feeling before the deadline. I, I feel a little more clean or a little more cleanly about the, the upcoming free agency period, whether it be trades or just free agency, a way to rebuild the roster. I at least feel a little more confident now than I did back in whatever it was, February or March. George, how do you feel? You, talk about anybody that you want us to kind of just hone in on here that they can add to the team. If you say Jamari Bouye, I'm booting you right the fuck out of here. Jacques Landale. No, the Australian superstar out of Phoenix. He is very good. No, I'm okay. Okay, we're going to go through a few names. Or I'm going to list a few. And firstly, I'd like to offer my condolences to Omir Yetseven's uh, bank account. It was nice to have you, um, but I, they're not bringing you back, and it makes me sad, but it is what it is. They're going to love go through Turkey, George. <laughs> that two-way contract's going to hit something different, man. I'll tell you right now. All right, Jalen McDaniels, number one. Player out of uh, Philadelphia right now, averages 37.5% uh, from three. Um, he's not been the most reliable of sorts, but he's just, I don't feel like he's gotten that chance to really prove himself on a team um, with some consistent minutes. And I don't think you're going to get more consistent than being in the Miami Heat rotation. Really, you, you don't. Um, there's so many. There's so many. Look, the, the Dennis Smith Jr. one and the Christian Wood is something I've talked about throughout the offseason so far. It's been like, in terms of fit, those two are perfect. Like, really, they're perfect. In terms of money, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not, you're not going to be able to get Christian Wood, I don't feel like, for a cheap enough price. Um, if you're looking at the bottom of the barrel, there is a guy named Terrence Ross there. I don't know if you've heard of him. He likes to destroy us every single time. He's there. Um, a player like Paul Reed. I know I, I, I say Philadelphia again. He's a restricted free agent. I feel like they'll match pretty much anything that you offer, unless it's the Tyler Johnson sort of, um, sort of offer. Herb Jones would have been nice, but they're not letting him go like for, for anything. Troy Brown Jr. is another guy I like. Um, I, so you could take a like take a wild card on him. I don't think it's going to work. There's one guy that no one talks about, no one really cares about in, in terms of free agents now. It's Theo Pinson. I know Theo Pinson's actually – I know. Hear me out. You had to survive through my Jamara Bouye phase. For a long time, you can hear me out on Theo Pinson. He is an athletic, good defensive guard with bucket loads of potential, in my opinion. I, I see it there. I said it with Jamara Bouye, and he's won countless of uh, jo uh, George Awards in the in the G League now. Um, and he's I, – I genuinely think if you're looking at people that aren't going to cost you a lot of money and you, you feel like you could get something out of them, I think Theo Pinson's one of those players. Really, I genuinely do. And I, like I said, we don't really have a lot of money to work with. It's just one of those things that he's there, he's available, he's athletic, he's got a good good head on his shoulders, he's not outrageous, he's not asking for too much. And I like what he's shown so far. And the final name I'll go with is Trey Lyles out of Sacramento. Really, really, really good player in my opinion. He he had one or two games against us where I looked at it and I was like, you didn't you do this in Utah? What are you doing this in Sacramento for? Like, I don't I, I don't know. But Trey Lyles is one of those guys that 
it's the opposite of the Nemanja Bielica, um, uh, what's it called, curse, where I, I feel like when you got Nemanja, uh, he was, he came with a little bit of hype around it. When you look at a guy like Trey Lyles, you're expecting a lot less, but I feel like he produced on that sort of expectation so much better than a guy like Nemanja would. Um, do you like the way I pronounce his name, Harry? Are you, are you happy now? Nemanja. <laughs> I, I learn a new pronunciation of a name every time we're together. I, I It takes me at least three seconds to realize who the heck you're talking about. I thought he and, said pneumonia at first. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm sorry for you and your cough. Hope everything is okay. Um, but so George, George came together with this very nice list of people that like made a lot of sense. I just pulled up the free agent list and I'm going down. And these are guys that I, that I basically think have made enough money in their career where I could see them taking a minimum deal to try to win with the heat. So just going down this list, I think Eric Gordon makes sense. I think Malik Beasley makes sense. Um, you know, Kelly Oubre, a Josh Richardson, a Mo Bamba is available now, a Dario Saric. Uh, a Mason Plumley, a Seth Curry, I think would be very interesting if, you know, he was willing to take a little bit less a Torian Prince. Um, I don't know what Jackson Hayes wants. He just became available. Uh, yeah, Tory, both of them are high on my list. Tory Craig. I've always liked, he was in, he was a sky force guy, even though he's technically never did, been on the heat. Did the Celtics pick up the option on Mike Muscala? Uh, no, he, uh, he got traded. So uh, the okay. wizards have him. He's an okay. Season, okay. Isn't he? Yes, I go, like yeah. I like him too. Um, I think he'll be a bit more expensive, but like a Dante Vincenzo is a good kind of guy. A Terrence Davis is quite good, who really has not got uh, a Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Like the Heat basically need younger guys that can come in here uh, that would take the minimum for a year in Heat culture, kind of figure it out, and they would basically – uh, they need they need people that can back up Jimmy when he sits or you know his twenty games or twenty five games that he sits in regular season, and they need Bam insurance. They finally need to get an actual backup big that has not been uh, on the bench substitute teaching for the last year. We need insurance, so I hope that's something that they do. Nice hint there, Harry. Just a little baby lob there. I appreciate it. A primary sponsor of the basement, Simple Health Advisors Insurance, does not need to be complicated. Email them or give them a call today and tell them that the basement sent you. Email our boy, jpu at jpough at simplehealthadvisors.com. Give them a ring at 321-345-7738. Thank you, James, for sponsoring. We love you. And we are also in the same boat as you as well, hoping that the Heat actually do something this offseason and not run it back 3.0. Because, oh, God, you do not want to see. You don't want to listen to this pod. You're going to want to listen to this pod if they don't do anything again. We're not going to want to be here hosting the pod if they don't do anything in the offseason again. I, I just don't know where where our mindset would be then. Because I, all the names, I mean, Harry, towards the end, you were really scraping the barnacles off the bottom of the bucket. How's that for some alliteration? Just insanity. But it's it's definitely quasi possible those are names that actually are floated around because the heat like to do their digging they like to rehab players with some some potential that didn't work elsewhere you know mainly when you're talking about front court options literally eddie curry or greg odin really promising players that just wind up not becoming anything the heat brought them in it didn't work for them in the front court aspect but they still took a flyer and the willingness to take a flyer is something that it's odd unless i'm forgetting names it looks like something that i haven't really been doing all that much lately. I guess it was the most recent will probably be Derek Williams, right? During right before the COVID year, I think they, they brought him in and then it, that didn't materialize, but I, I, I don't know where else they've done that recently. I would like to see them get back to that. I know it doesn't always work out hundred percent of the time, but you need something the way that you're now hitting. Cause back then they weren't hitting on all these free agent or undrafted free agent players that they're hitting on. Now they're hitting at an elite clip. Like you bring them in, they're becoming something. The earlier, the, the most recent one now that the jury's still out on, hey, what Highsmith, it's like maybe you actually include him if you want to send him back to Philadelphia for, for the James Harden. Give them a little defense. And I don't and know, the, even though Harry's probably right that he's a clipper by the time this pod airs anyway. But Harry, the, you want to jump in? And the one guy I think I, I don't love reunions, and I know I mentioned Josh Richardson, even though I would obviously take him back in the minimum. He's not my favorite, but uh, I would definitely take back Derek Jones Jr. I like him. Um, I think he makes sense. And you kind of just need a guy that can come in and uh, play some really good defense, super athletic, and 
you just need guys to take up some minutes. You need, you know, Ray didn't want to trash them. I'm happy to trash them if we need to. It's just, it's too many undrafted free agent guys. You need a few of them. I think the back end of the roster, you know, you want three guys because they're going to have it's three two ways this year. So that's, you know, that's one more than we've had in previous years. And then you probably have, you know, they're probably going to bring in Kane or uh, Robinson and maybe one other guy back at the back end of the roster. That's fine. Three, you know, three guys, four guys. Cool. Seven, eight, nine. No, we're not doing that. Um, we need to stop that. And um, I, I think so. I, that's where I'm kind of at. And sorry, George, I'll, I'll let you get in right after this is I think there are a couple guys that just make sense that would take the minimum. I think that's what the Heat have to be doing, regardless of like what's going on with the, the you know, he who should not be named and the other trades that are out there. As Ray mentioned that we, we're going to have to make trades to make a big move. I think you bring in these guys that make sense regardless of who's on the team and get a couple of these guys signed within the first few days of, of free agency. Like, I think that would, that would make me happy simply to like go out and get three guys on a minimum who fit this team and make some sense. Look, I, I respect the Derek Jones junior pickup. I do. I'm just tired of another undersized power forward slash small forward. They're going to put it power forward. And you act like he's in 160 pounds wet. Like, I'm so over it. I really am. There's a guy that could enter the guard rotation that I like. And he's been on the team before. Rodney Magruder. Please come back. I liked him. I liked him. I don't give a... F- you I want me to care. end this pod right now, don't you? No, no I don't. We're, <laughs> no, actually, I don't. we're actually at a phenomenal stopping point right now as well. So, thank you guys Respect so much him. for joining us. George, pipe it. Ray, Free thank me. you so much for joining us. We appreciate you coming on from Playbook. We'll have way more crossovers, I'm sure, in the offseason because it's the offseason. So thank you, guys. Thank you, George, even though you really pushed my butt. You, you said Jamari Bouye a couple times too many, and it, it, didn't, it didn't sit right with me. Thank you, Harry, as always. Ray, tell the people what you got going on before we close it out. Where can they find you? Uh, find us at playbooksports.net uh, or at playbooksn on Twitter. Uh you can find me at ray 5893 uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, just a little tiny South Florida-based sports enterprise. We love to build uh, build a community. We love to get guys to come in and talk. Uh, Judy, the guy that runs it, has a good podcast. We've got a couple guys that do bets, a couple guys that do fantasy. Um, we love to do these crossovers with you guys as well. It's always fun to kind of branch out into the, the, the Miami community and South Florida community and kind of do this type of stuff and talk about, you know, the, the things that we love. So I appreciate you guys having me on here. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to just kind of spurt my nonsense and, and talk about playbook and, and other things like that. So appreciate y'all. Absolutely, man. We'll have you on again when we do the anime episode as well. I'm sure that, that'll be a good time. especially uh, for Come find me. Yes, sir. Oh, oh we will I'll let Royal know, but thank you guys for listening. You already know the deal. Take care. Be good people. We'll see you again soon. Need a stop and a rebound. For you. For three. Oh, my. That was the Random Scrub Heat Podcast.